Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. This is a program where we discuss life's hard financial questions to help you make smart decisions about your money. I'm a certified financial planner and Jeremiah is a California licensed attorney. We work together at Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm where we help our clients build the life that they love. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on future episodes, just send us an email. Use the contact button on our website, retirementunlimited.com, or just give our office a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. So what we're going to talk about today is something that we don't talk about often, but I think it's really important for people to understand, particularly as investors, what what does annuities, what, what places that mm. in your portfolio? And when you bring up annuities, you get a lot of reaction. Um, a lot of times people either love them or hate them. There doesn't seem to be a middle ground. And there's a lot of people out there that say annuities are just absolutely best and great. When I dig, when I dig below the surface a little bit, if it's an agent, they like annuities because it's a source of revenue for them mm-hmm. as their income. But if I look at investors, if they're more sophisticated investors, they have a tendency to disdain. Uh, they have a negative outlook towards annuities. And yet a lot of people look at annuities and my and my question is why did the annuity industry increase sales last year by almost twenty three percent? And it wasn't just market volatility. I think it has a lot to do with baby boomers reaching retirement age and the amount of money that's going into retirement accounts, and they yeah. want certain assurances, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I think a lot of this could be these are not your parents' annuities. They aren't. Um, you know, when you think back to you know twenty thirty years ago, what annuities were. Um, it's the same structure. It's, it's it's insurance that you're you're getting some sort of a guarantee that you either have a certain level of accumulation of money or that you're going to have a certain level of income in retirement. And your, your trading is a little bit of expenses, and right. like an insurance company would. You're offsetting some of this risk for a guarantee. And they, I mean, in the past, there's there's seasons where these have been great. They had really high interest rates. The last decade or so, they've not been super great. And I think that's where you get people today that look at them and either want to get out of the markets and want to get into something more stable and more guaranteed, or you have people on the other side that that, that remember what they were 10 years ago and say, these are not good enough. These are mm-hmm. not what they want to be. So at the end of the day, they, they've changed. And I think that's why we're talking about today is what place, if any, do these hold for for clients, for investors? Um, what what holes do they fill? Yeah. And I think, I think the general statement is if you as if you as an investor are willing to tolerate some risk, the volatility of the market, and we're just kind of going across what I consider uh, S&P 500, uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average. In other words, if you're well diversified and if you place your money into those particular instruments, you are financially going to be better mm. than if you buy an annuity. Now, with that said, there's a caveat. A lot of investors who have not had any experience in the stock market, let's say they've worked their entire life in a company, they've got a really nice 401k, but other than their personal residence, they've never had any experience directly involved with the stock market. So therefore, the risk and their their recent memory mm-hmm. of the risk, you know, the downturn in you know 2000, 2008, uh, even recently with COVID, they they the behavior, in other words, what what their level of of concern is becomes very heightened yeah. and they're saying, I can lose all my money. Right. Right. And, and I think the truth is, I mean, as advisors, you and I have looked at enough analysis to say insurance companies provide support for those people that are fearful of the future. 
but there's going to be a cost to that. Yeah, there's a cost. That's right. Well, even like an analogy makes me think of like a new driver getting on the freeway for the first time. It's scary. You know, it, it's it's a hard place to be. You're not used to the speeds. You're not used to people changing lanes. Do people get hurt on freeways? Yeah, that, that happens. But that's what the majority of people take to get from where they need to be. And if you need to get from here out to another city, the freeway is the best way to get there. And right. I think it's a similar analogy that if, if someone's used to driving on the freeways on a regular basis, it feels very normal. That type of risk, you know, in the markets, if someone's used to investing, as the markets go up and down, they're, they're comfortable with that. And they know it's going to be a great tool to get them where they're going. If somebody has had very little experience or is just very concerned about the speeds of a freeway, right? I, it, it would make sense that they would not get on the freeways, but they would take surface streets and it's going to take them a lot longer. And they may not get as far. It, it's a similar analogy with, with annuities that... Um, if you go into the stock market, there, there's more risk there, but you're going to be able to go a lot further. Right. And annuities take out some of that risk, but they might slow you down a bit. Yeah. So the things that have happened over the last, uh, I've, I've been in this business since the mid 70s. And in the early 80s, when interest rates peaked out, you know, when inflation was just going crazy, there was a lot of insurance companies that offered fixed index, fixed annuities. Mm at phenomenal rates of return, double digit guarantees. In fact, there was one company that gave a minimum guarantee of 6%. I remember going back in the early 80s. So mm. their rate of return on capital, and most people thought that was a very, very low guarantee. Wow. But what's happened is that interest rates from the early 80s continually decreased. And insurance companies, I mean, investors don't necessarily understand this, but in, but interest rates really have an impact upon insurance company performance and their cost of doing business. Mm -hmm. So when interest rates, when they drop down as low as they did, when they because they mostly buy government securities. So when government securities were at 2% or less on a 30-year bond, they ran into negative operations. That's why there's a lot of consolidation of insurance companies. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, insurance companies aren't going to go away. So therefore, they're designing products that are more um, customized to the economy that we're in. And that's why you see these wide variety of different kinds of products. That's great. Well, let me talk about a few of those types of, of yeah. ones that are out there. I and mean, you mentioned one of them, which is the fixed annuity. And that's probably the easiest for most people to understand it is. that it's, you're going to give an, an annuity company a chunk of money, and then they will guarantee a certain rate of return. And they'll either give it back to you on a certain date, or they'll give you kind of this lifetime income. So it's, it's just a contract. It, it's yeah. kind of a fixed agreement. The next one that, that people talk about a lot is the variable annuity, meaning that they they invest that money in the market mm -hmm. and you are going to participate a little bit in whatever those investments are. And those are kind of the, the classic two um, that, that used to exist. Um, people often use annuities either to accumulate re requirement retirement funds or they want to have this lifetime income. That was kind of the, the world. Well, well, now we got some new items that are interesting and, and they're useful. And one I, I think is uh, great was a registered index linked annuity. Yeah, this is a different, they, they create a, either a buffer or a floor. So depending upon where the investor thinks that the market's gonna go, is it gonna reach a peak and then drop down or is it going to create more volatility? In other words, will it have a floor that will drop out? So the insurance companies uh, understanding what these, these risk aspects are, what the client is trying to achieve has designed products that fit into that. Mm -hmm. And there's different products that will meet. Again, the prediction is really the hard part here. You have a you have a client who's not necessarily sophisticated, but believes that the stock market is going to go up, 
but they also believe that the market's going to go has a lot of volatility. So therefore, they want to be able to put a risk under that. Yeah. They want to put someone on a floor to protect their capital. It all comes down to capital protection. You know, if I invest $100,000, I'd like at the end of the day to get my $100,000 back. What you return on that $100,000 mm-hmm. is really important to the client. Uh, but more importantly, it's the principal protection that's the most important. So that's the emotional number or not yeah. the emotional thing that most people lock onto. Yeah. With these these registered index linked annuities, the, the emotion I think that, that that is being solved here is someone says, hey, I want to get growth. I want the, the, my principal to, to maintain. I want to grow. But if the market falls more than 10%, I... I, I can't want, I don't do want to be it. I don't want. Yeah, and so what the, they'll do is they'll put in this this floor, as you mentioned, to say you know the the, the investor may experience the the ups and downs, but only down to a certain point, and that floor right. being say ten percent, that they'll experience ten percent down. But if the market goes down twenty, they're insulated from all that. They don't experience that. But it, there's there's no such thing as a free lunch, and so in order to do that, the insurance company will will shave off the top a little bit as well. So if the market has a really good year. The person in that annuity may not experience all that that upside. Yeah, but but they're kind of giving. So it, for investors who say, "I want to grow, I want to be in the market, but I really don't need to have a, a bell bell ringer year, and I really don't want to have a horrible year. I just want to be within this certain band." You know, some of these are great products for someone who has that yeah. perception. Yeah, and I think again, it goes back to risk. Uh, if somebody is very fearful of the marketplace, and but it, it's almost like looking at a fire. Mm. I like its warmth, but I don't want to put my hand in. Yeah. You know, um, I, I I want to have the benefit of the marketplace, but I don't want to get burned. Yeah. So annuities, insurance companies realizing that uh, adversion to risk have created these products, and unfortunately, uh, a lot of the earlier products were wrapped around really high commission deals, and that's mm-hmm. why in our business as fiduciaries, we have had kind of a disdain for them because they they do have a large commission. And they can be adversely, it impacts the client a different way yeah. from that because you got surrender charges. Yeah. And we don't like that. We like more fluidness. We like, we, like, we like the ability to move the assets when it is in the best interest of the client. But now the influence of our industry, of the advisory business, has influenced insurance companies to come up with more, what I consider the standard of product that you and I will feel more comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you explained that really well. With annuities that are commission-based, an agent would sell a commu- uh, an annuity, they get a commission, but in order to fund that commission, the insurance company would uh, require what's called a surrender charge. And so the, the the client can't get rid of that annuity for the next you know 10 or 12 years without paying a significant fee. And that, that fee covers the commission. So the insurance company isn't out. Well, and, and that and sometimes is fine, but we found a number of clients who will come in and they'll we'll look at their annuities and say, these really aren't working for you. And they'll say, yep, we agree. We, we love to get rid of them. But then you dig down right. deeper and right. you look at, you're going to have a 10% haircut uh, in order just to get out of this. You're going right. to lose. And we often will be advising them not to get rid of it. But yeah, you, wait. Pull, you hold it until the surrender period uh, dissipates to zero. Yeah. But in some cases, we just looked at a client here recently where the, the annuity had a 10% surrender charge, had 10 years surrender charge. It was up to 16% that they would have to be charged if they were to get out of that contract. Now, again, going back to the way the products are designed, if we come back to the agent, if the agent is a fiduciary, if the agent is somebody who's looking at what's the best what's the best circumstance for the client, uh, they'll probably design a different product for them, but it's going to reduce the income. Whereas the agent, again, I, I don't want to throw mud at every insurance agent out there, but I'm just saying that if, if you see a product that's consistently 
uh, sold by a particular agent that's high commission, I don't think they have a fiduciary standard that they're trying to mm. to work with their client on. Yeah. It just doesn't work in my head. So again, it is commission gets in the way. It gets yeah. in the way. Yeah, the hard part you mentioned a little bit is the flexibility. Uh, a lot of times, if, if if life didn't change, if someone could say this is exactly what I want, and I'm always going to want this, right? And they get into these, and they're going to keep the annuity for the next twenty or so years. It's great. It works out. But often, what we find uh, is that life changes. Either people's attitudes change, or life circumstances change. And with some of these annuities, they're now. In essence, locked into something right. that it's just it's it's too expensive to exit it. Yeah. Um, they're locked into something that was potentially a good choice at the time, but life has changed. And so, keeping some flexibility there, and some of these new products uh, allow for that. And we'll talk more. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll keep talking about annuities. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. We're talking about annuities. We've, we've took the first section and kind of went through different types of annuities. But now I guess I want to talk about a little bit of, of stories of experience. Yeah. Randy, have you had places where this has really worked out well for a client? Yeah, I mean, I think... Um, you know, I, I can think of many clients where this this more than met their anticipation, but I can think of one particular client. She was very unsophisticated. Uh, it was a second marriage for her. They didn't have a lot of money, but one of the things that they needed was good, consistent income. So the word annuity means lifetime income. I mean, that's what the whole word means. So what we did is we bought a very specific product and then it started to do a payout. And that, and I'm I'm gonna get kind of technical here, but it had a period certain. And this particular policy, uh, we designed it so that it would pay out for sure for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Now, should she not have lived 10 years, then the uh, whatever the residual balance inside that annuity would be paid out to her beneficiary, her daughter in this situation. She lived beyond 10 years. In fact, she's lived well beyond 10 years. She's probably going into her second decade. Mm-hmm. And she called me, the, I guess it's been probably about a year or so ago, and she's just thanked me for having this particular policy. And she said, I never thought I would live this long. Mm. And it just continues to pay to me every single month. And for her, it was the difference between having a better life and not having a better life. And so she's she's never was a really rich person. But it was a, it gave her a tremendous amount of comfort and security going forward. Yeah. So one of the benefits, it sounds like, wasn't you know the market return up and down. It was just a longevity risk. Right. Someone, you know, it sounds like when you were doing the initial planning, that ten years certain there was a concern. Well, if I die in two years, I don't want to lose this money, and so you locked in a, a, a ten year payment, so at least right. the beneficiaries get a big chunk of it. But it sounds like the the, the the trade that was made was saying, but if I keep living, 
but it sounds like that wasn't on her radar. That wasn't a, a thought at that beginning at, that she's going to outlive it. At that stage in her life, she thought her life expectancy would be maybe five to six years. Yeah. And I said, everybody lives longer than they realize. And she's now going close to 20 years beyond right. that original date. So it's worked out really well. Yeah. On the other hand, there's a, I can think of another product where another client where the annuity was a two tier. So it received additional benefits if you had gone into that second tier. Is this the way the product was designed? But it paid out more money. But it also, because the insurance company was paying out higher rate of return at the very onset, they had a much longer tail as far as the liquidity of it. And the client's life changed. Mm. And he wanted to be able to access that money without surrender. And I said, no, that's not how the policy was designed. We can, but it, they're going to give you this lower number, mm -hmm. not the higher number you think. And there was some tension in that conversation, but I, I took him back to the original conversation. I said, we designed it for this. Mm -hmm. And at that time, it made up a very small percentage of his total assets. He, he recognized it, admitted it, but I could tell by the, you know, just kind of the taste in his mouth, mm -hmm. it really wasn't what he wanted as far as the outcome. So again, annuities, if you design them for a particular outcome, and that plan changes, mm. annuities can be obstructive. They, they, they don't necessarily flow sure. the way you want if you're trying to design them to meet a certain outcome. Yeah, that's, that's a really good comment. So you, you kind of lock in a certain choice right. with annuities. And if, if your life continues to go that direction, it might be a great choice, like the woman who lived much longer. Um, but if, if your life pivots, you may not be able to pivot as well with, with the annuity. And one of the things I've learned in practice is that you had to be really careful with these instruments. You don't you don't put a large percentage of the client's investable assets in these kind of products mm. because life will change. Life changes. People live longer than they expect, or they get remarried, or they get divorced, or they get you know anything can happen. Yeah. And um, if 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 the if you've got all your money tied up in these particular contracts and contractually, the insurance company isn't going to come say, "Oh, I'm sorry, you made a mistake. We'll change that." They yeah. don't. I mean, you're you're making a lifelong. Oftentimes, it's irrevocable and illiquid. Yeah. So if you're locking into something, unless there is provisions within the contract that allows you to make those changes, you have to be very careful on how they're yeah. used. It's a great thought of everyone's life is a little bit different. Right. And this likely shouldn't be the largest you know, piece of your investments. I'll tell a quick story. We had a, a client that was, didn't start with us, but came in um, later into their retirement. And when they came in, they had uh, an, a very impressive, very impressive array of annuities. And we went through them and saw, wow, you've got this one and that one and this one and that one. But then as we got to know them a little more, we realized that was really all they had. And although they were enjoying good income, if they would have had a, a ten dollars or $20,000 emergency, they had no other resources. And they just had to wait till next year when to, they to got, get their distribution. got their normal income. And so on, on the plus side, they had structured a really strong income stream. But their lifestyle was all the way up to the tip top of that income stream, which gave them no buffer for life events, for savings, for changing. They were spending all their money, basically. They were spending every, every dollar of it and without any other assets, really, at that point. And so that, that's, I guess, contrary to what you were saying. And we, you know, of, of someone who is keeping a investment account or keeping their major assets in something that's, that's liquid, that will move with their life, they can adjust it. Whereas these um, annuities might be a great pension-like piece of their income, almost like social security. You get a social security check, maybe you get an annuity check that helps fund part of your life, but not being fully reliant on only those assets. Yeah. And I think I think the the thing that we have to point out to clients and for the people listening to us right now, annuities have different tax provisions within them. 
So if you buy a stock portfolio, mm. and let's say you put $100,000 in a stock portfolio, and that stock portfolio goes up to $200,000 over 10 years, which is not unreasonable. And let's say you have an annuity goes from $100,000, and it was really a good annuity, and it went up to $200,000. You now have $100,000 of gain, and you want to move that money around. Well, the stock, if you've held, you've got long-term capital gains, mm. your taxes are different on that. Also, if you die with that stock portfolio, it transfers to your heirs, basically income tax-free, right? Because mm-hmm. you get a full step up in basis. They're treated different from a tax standpoint. The annuity is not. Mm. If you take money out of that annuity, you take any part of that $100,000 gain out, you're going to be pay- you're going to be paying ordinary income tax, which is your highest tax bracket that it's you're paying at that mm-hmm. stage in your life. The other aspect is if you die, that gain does not get a step up in basis. It transfers in its full value to your heirs. And your heirs have to pay whatever their ordinary income tax is on that gain. So they're treated differently. And this is something that people have to recognize. There are some trade-offs here that a lot of times the advisor doesn't tell the client. And I think the client has to be fully aware of that. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we have to do from our advisory services. Yeah. Right? And, and to know that these these uh, annuities, whatever type you get, they're they're different and they're complex. Yes. And it's not just, you know, which one pays the highest return, you know, because people can pull a list of annuities, say this right. one's 6%, this one's 5%. But knowing really they're going to have tax ramifications, they're going to have inheritance ramifications. Um, they're going to have longevity ramifications. Mm-hmm. They're also going to have a return. And and all of those aspects make these very complex. And complex doesn't mean, mean bad. It just means you need, a, you need a little bit of a magnifying glass as you go through these to determine, is this going to be the best for my situation? Not just generically, but for you specifically. Yeah. And I always come back to the client. I says, you know, we're not trying to control you, control what you're doing. We're just trying to protect you. And the amount of information and research that we do with the different insurance products, annuities, is we want to make sure it's the right fit based upon what we understand that client's needs are now. And we're trying to be clairvoyant to some degree. We're trying to look Mm -hmm. down the road and see what the future uh, need for that money is going to be. And um, another another annuity we haven't talked about is a qualified longevity annuity Mm. contract which is something nobody really talks about. And this is where you can take a portion of your retirement monies. And I think it's, I think the maximum is $150,000 right now. And you put it into this particular annuity contract and you're not, if it's an IRA, in other words, qualified money, you do not have to take required minimum distributions mm. from it. And it can be postponed until like age 85. Wow. So if you're at age 73 and you're having to take out required minimum distributions, you're trying to reduce that amount, you could put a portion of your retirement account into this qualified longevity annuity contract and allows you to defer Mm. your RMDs, your required minimum distributions to age 85. So it helps to reduce your taxes. And eventually you'll start taking it out at 85 and it doesn't disappear. It goes to your beneficiary should you not live past 85. That's that's a great example of something that for some people that would fit so well. That would be a wonderful value added asset. And for others, it, it, it's not useful, right? And it, it, everyone's a little bit different. I think the big takeaway here is these are complex. Yes. Annuities are complex. They they do a specific job. And if that's the job you need done, perfect. They fit great. Right. If not, they might be locking you into something you're not ready for. So if, if anyone is, is, is considering this, if they have a hole in their finances and would like to talk through how annuities or regular investing can 
um, solve that problem for them. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to kind of walk you through what might be a best fit for you. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Information and ideas discussed on this program are in the nature of general comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Do not constitute legal or financial advice and do not create an attorney, client, or fiduciary relationship. Any examples or circumstances discussed are fictional. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor, tax consultant, or attorney, as well as conduct their own due diligence prior to making any decisions. Investments involve risk and the possibility of loss, including the loss of principal. All situations are different and results may vary. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent, California California license number 0518567. And Jeremiah Lee is a California licensed attorney and is responsible for this communication. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB.